Hi, and welcome back to the podcast. My name is Trisha Friedman. My pronouns are she, her, and hers. Now, listeners, I know it's Monday, and episodes usually drop on Thursday, but today's conversation is very timely because even as I speak in this moment, an amazing opportunity for global collaboration is on. So I wanted to bring you this conversation on the chance that you were looking for an opportunity to dig deeper into the development goals, into global collaboration, and into student agency. So on today, we are speaking with Dr. Jennifer Williams, who has dedicated herself for nearly 25 years to the field of education through her roles as an education activist, professor, school administrator, literacy specialist, and classroom teacher. She's also an author. I'm actually just about to order her latest book, Teach Boldly. Uh, Listeners, if you have read that or are going to read that, give me a ping on social media. I'd love to discuss that work as well. She's here today to talk to you about just one of many projects um, that she works on. And this is the Goals Project. I want to let you know right here at the top of the episode, more information about Dr. Williams, more information about that project, as well as her other projects. Those links will wait for you in the show notes. Again, I think that this week's conversation brings you an opportunity that is worth exploring, that's worth sending to that colleague who you have been wanting to collaborate with. So without further ado, please welcome Dr. Jen Williams to the show. It's a huge week. This is the week that the Goals Project, a global collaboration that works on the 17 Sustainable Development Goals, also often referred to as the SDGs, uh, it's it's the big launch. And this six-week project is open to students all the way from pre-K through to university. Dr. Williams, can you tell us more about the origin story for the Goals Project and maybe just talk to us about how this year's iteration, because you've been doing this for a few years now, um, maybe how has it evolved since that first launch? Awesome, I'd love to. And and thank you so much for having me and spotlighting our Goals Project for 2023. We are so excited to get things kicked off and really pleased to share about how we got started and what we have in store for this year. So I love that you ask about an origin story because this project has a pretty cool origin story. We had been working with our group of educators, our Teach SDGs educators from around the world. And we had been tasked by the United Nations to just spread the word that the global goals existed. So we kind of viewed our role, we were just, an organized kind of group of people. And we viewed our role as uh, advocacy and awareness. So how could we build awareness that the goals were um, there? They were, we all owned them and that we could bring them into the classroom. But what we were starting to see was that as teachers started to have an understanding of the goals, then they said, great, we understand the why, what is the how? How do we bring these in across grade levels, across content areas, So we were on the lookout for a way to do this. And then one day I was um, getting ready to finish up my week. It was uh, the end of the spring semester. And one of my university students messaged me. She was with me when she was in her pre-service teacher program. 
And she had just finished up her first year of teaching as a kindergarten teacher. And she said, I have, uh, tomorrow's my first day of summer after my first year of teaching. I know it's last minute, but can you meet for breakfast? And so, you know, as teachers, if your students call on you, you're like, yes, I'll be there. So I changed my plans that I had for that Friday, met her for breakfast, and she was sharing about her year as kindergarten teacher. And for any of your audience who are kindergarten teachers, it's hard. It's a lot of work. Uh, you end the year feeling very filled, but also quite exhausted oftentimes. And so she was telling me about all the work she had done. And then she like lit up and started to share about this project she had done around global collaboration with the ABCs. So the alphabet letters and her class had gotten H for hippo and they had done this project via email. And so she loved it. And so I left that day thinking about Amy and how excited she was about the connection she had created with her students around the alphabet. And I thought 26 letters of the English alphabet, 17 SDGs, maybe we could create a project like this. So that night I went home and I was uh, inspired. I created using like a really simple tool, made the logo, made a really simple free website and put it out on Twitter the next day to see if I could get 16 other classrooms to join me, just hoping for 17. So that was several years ago. And within a few weeks, we had, I think, 350 classrooms who had signed up. And then by our launch, we had several thousand. So we've been going strong since then. This is a free project. It's open to anyone. So anyone, anywhere can join and they can join in whatever way works for them. So we, we spread out the goals across grade levels. Teachers can select which group they want to join. And then we have facilitators there to meet them, to help guide them through the weekly activities. So we have a lot of fun. It's all about impact. It's all about solidarity and collaboration and exploring together. Wow, that's an amazing story. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I know I will have some listeners who will be thinking, wow, to have an initial launch go that big. I mean, you know, Jen, you have a, a pretty significant platform. So I feel like that was, I don't know if you were anticipating that or not. Um, but, you know, I'm thinking, as you say, you know, collaboration is so key for something like this. And I'm wondering, you know, listeners, of course, if you are not yet familiar with Dr. Williams, lots of information about, you know, all of the work that you that you do will be in the show notes. And of course, all of the significant learning organizations that you've worked with, it's very impressive. And I'm wondering, in terms of project coordination, in terms of, you know, launching something like this, where there will be so many moving parts, as you reflect back on your career, is there a, a sort of a, a piece of advice or some words of wisdom that you received or observed along the way that helped coordinate something like that in its first year when already in that first year it launched in such a big way? I think for us um, and our work, it's all about community. So these are community driven projects. They're community led projects. Um, we definitely like when I know a lot of times people will be like, oh, I don't do it alone. We definitely don't do it alone. We have our facilitators who are out volunteering their time. They're also teaching, but they're coming together and they are showing up in WhatsApp groups on Twitter with hashtags. 
And so I think that democratized approach, really empowering others and saying, uh, you matter in this, this story and in this work and what ideas do you have? Um, I think compared to what we're used to in education where it has to be really tight and buttoned up and a final product before you launch it out. So like our curriculum comes to us pretty much fully developed. This is a live experience. It has a lot of moving parts. We're comfortable with that ambiguity. And we are also comfortable pivoting when we need to. We, we had um, a couple of our projects launch the year COVID happened. And we were like, what do we, what do, we do? Is, is this the right time? Do we stay the course? And, and we did. And those were some of those moments we look back on where we, we think we were an online community and we were able to be there for each other and also welcome in new people that weren't yet familiar with how do you collaborate in online spaces and, and how do you find resources and trusted experts and vet them. So we had been doing that for a while with our projects. And so this was um, a really a safe space, I think, for a lot of people who are looking to, to find meaning and relationships and, and make that time work. It's really interesting. You know, I'm, I'm thinking about what you mentioned about comfort with ambiguity. And I feel like in the world of education, it's sort of like either we learn to have that capacity or it's sort of like that lesson is going to just keep knocking on your door in many ways. Um, and, you know, another moving part of that is the, the goals project also has youth ambassadors. So lots of different folks who you're communicating with, and I'm sure, you know, hundreds of anecdotes by now that you have heard from their experiences with the goals project, as well as, you know, the, the cooperating teachers. And as you said, the facilitators, when you think back on those conversations that you've had in reflection, is there a theme that you hear emerge um, when it comes to how this experience delivers transformative learning? Mm. So I think of I think of a few. I think I'm kind of tiered out. So the first I would say is what actually happens in the classroom. So for a long time now, I feel like in education we've been encouraging teachers get out of the front of the room, um, work with your students and empower them and their voices. We hear like student voice is a big thing. And, and that's really easy to say. I think it's harder to do. So I, I think about teachers in the classroom and when you have the knowledge, it's, it's hard to kind of fake it and be like, well, what do you think when you already know that right answer or where you want your students to, to get to? But with with topics around the global goals, some of these areas we aren't necessarily experts in. So I'm not an expert in climate action, gender equality, poverty. Uh, I know my own singular experience with a lot of the global goals, but it looks very different when you think about how do you design for the whole world. So this is what we talk to our teachers about, the ability to truly co-construct with their students. And so you can be vulnerable and you can say, all right, so our global goal is SDG 13. This is climate action. I, me personally, I'm an English teacher. I'm a literacy specialist. This wasn't my training. Do you wanna learn with me? And your ideas matter. And a lot of times we're seeing our students say, oh, I've been doing work with this for several years. I have this group that I work with online and we have the social media hashtag. And so it allows the students to kind of get in front of the work 
and teachers to see where they can shine. So I think the first one would be that theme of co-constructing with our students and that uh, ability to be vulnerable as they go through the, the project, much less focus on things like grading, testing, rubrics. It's just getting in there and creating. Um, the other part I would say is beyond that. So now we're taking what's actually happening in the classroom and we're applying it to this global context. So teachers are starting to see that they have global colleagues. So international educators that are at the same moment in this time bound experience, they're also doing a lesson, that same lesson with a totally group, different group of students on a totally different part of the planet. And so they're able to have those truly authentic moments. Like uh, there was a lot of, and continues to be a lot of strain um, with what's happening in Ukraine. So we have teachers from the Ukraine in our project groups. And so the conversation might start talking around poverty, sustainable cities, but then it's like, what's happening right now in your country? We are hearing about you on the news and we want to know. So our teachers and students are able to take that perspective and say, well, I actually have a friend, someone I work with. They're going through this right now. I have firsthand knowledge. I hear from them on what's happening. And then that allows those others to hear there's a world behind you. We've, we've got your back and we care and we want to learn. So that's really, that was quite a surprise. And, and just, I think one of the beautiful parts of global collaboration. And then um, of course, finally, I mean, probably what some of the people's people who are joining their entry point in, which is the social good element of it. Like, I want to do good for the world. I want to help reach these goals by 2030. Um, all this collective action that we together, thousands of teachers with you know, some of our classroom. I mean, we have a school in India that has 3,000 students. So, I mean, like that's a lot of students participating. So you add up all of those small actions and we're able to report back to the United Nations, look what we are able to do in education. So it's pretty profound. Well, and I would be willing to sort of bet that some of that, you know, again, as the, the project builds and you have more partnerships with more schools, that element that you were talking about with it being about co-constructing, I think today's student leaders, they are aware that that is the way that they should be, you know, engaged, right? And so when we talk about that co-construction, sometimes when I'm working with school leaders, you know, that as a concept, uh, they'll want to dig into it a little bit more and say, okay, you know, a lot of so-called, you know, quote unquote, traditional teaching is not about that, right? So there is some unlearning to do. And for me, it's always been about, you know, rethinking our mindsets as educators that allows us to do some of that co-construction. And I think a lot about what are some of the experiences or interests that certain educators might have had access to that let them experience kind of playful co-construction so it doesn't always feel like high stakes, like a high stakes evolution of my practice. And Jen, I know that, you know, of course you are incredibly passionate about social justice as well as the way that it sits on the intersection with educational technology. And sometimes I think, you know, both of those things, ever-changing, completely complex ecosystems where nobody can be, you know, a full 
expert. You have to be more of a, um, there's a, a Google exec that says, um, and I'll, I'll look up her name. It's, it's better to be a, a learn it all than a know it all. And I think that really applies, right? So it often invites you to say like, I don't know the answer to, or I'm not sure, you know, can we figure this out together? Like, I find like that's often the way that you are learning. Is that, am I, am I kind of on a correct trail maybe of how you got to that place of having the capacity for co-construction or is there maybe a, another element that, um, you know, let you kind of switch into that gear? No, I think that's exactly it. And we, we really continue to try to model that um, in our own facilitation of facilitator groups, of teacher groups. Um, we ourselves are saying, we don't know the answer to this, or we're putting something out there that's not yet finished. And we'll say, what do you think? What might happen if we put this out? Um, where, are, where are the gaps? Who's missing from this conversation? And I think just teachers having that opportunity. Well, I think first off that someone's asking them um, and then that they can contribute in a way that is, is meaningful to them. I think that's what we've seen has really helped build that community, which of course um, helps to build the impact that we're looking to, to grow through this work. So um, I think that it's interesting you bring up about like a tech and, and social justice. What I, I see as kind of this shift where I know when I was in the beginning years where ed tech was kind of moving out of the IT rooms and everyone now, I think teach, we as teachers, we really are seeing all, we're all uh, ed tech teachers, coaches, we're all bringing ed tech into the classroom. And so when I would talk about global collaboration or social action or social justice or even climate for a while there, it was, I was kind of, um, that was received, I think, by teachers, like, that's just not my, my area. I don't, I don't have experience in that. I don't have training, but I do see over the past two years, especially we've seen this huge shift where teachers are like, this is absolutely my work. I don't know how to do it yet, um, but I'm going to find a way because we are now really seeing that we are one global community and we're gonna have to lean on each other to move forward. So kind of what I saw early on with ed tech is what I'm seeing right now uh, with climate, with social justice, human rights issues, and teachers kind of finding their comfortable place in all of that. Mm. And, you know, again, the scale of the problems I think invites let's expand our networks, right? Let's come to it as you've been talking about throughout this episode from a community-based lens. There might be educators listening who are thinking, I love, you know, I love this idea, the goals project 2023 might not be the year for me to jump in, but you know, my curiosity has been piqued. Maybe I'm thinking of the 2024 cohort. Um, I'm wondering, you know, in, in years past with different projects, if you might be able to speak to some of the different experiences that teachers who are curious about joining in the future might be able to look to as sort of mentor texts, um, or again, even just characteristics of what has happened in years past, where for someone listening right now who's thinking, I would love to be a little bit more prepared or learn more so that I can also invite my colleague or my PLC uh, to join this with me. Absolutely. So anyone who, I love that word curious too. So if you're curious, we have 
the place for you. So um, of course you can go to goalsproject.org. We have everything there on the project. It's open access, it's free. Anyone can use the resources, modify them in a way that works for them any time of the year. So the Goals Project is a six week time-bound learning experience, but you can take those activities week to week and use them in the classroom. Um, the hashtag Goals Project, that is gonna be a community across social media platforms, mainly on Twitter. That's kind of where we started. And I would say the, the majority of our community uh, is there, but you can use the hashtag goals project and you can see a lot of those examples, like you mentioned. So teachers are sharing videos, they're sharing photos, activities, links to lesson plans that they're creating connected to the goals. Um, I think the, the easiest, but really one of the most powerful things I always think about with teachers is, is and it's almost free, you can go and grab the sustainable development goal poster. So I know there's a lot of, there's SDGs, the global goals, the goals, sustainable development goals, it's all the same thing. So you can grab that poster from the United Nations. We own it, it's all of ours across the world. So you have rights to do that. Print that off and display it in your classroom or in your school. And just that alone, what I find is it really invites questions like what is that it's like these colors and icons and short phrases and and goals like actionable goals that matter to a lot of our students so putting it up that going back to the idea of vulnerability I don't I just learned about these I we have these 17 goals that our world is working on to reach by 2030 do you want to learn with me and and that that poster alone you can just kind of follow your students after that and they're like Oh, well, I've been, I've been doing work around life on land. Can we explore that? And then, you know, it kind of goes from there. And then, um, you know, right now we're, we're getting ready to kick off the goals project, but we have other projects too. So we have the climate action project in the fall. So that's every September. And that's a six week project specifically around SDG 13, which is climate action. And so we dive deeper into that, which it's also across the content area. So that one's not just reserved for environmental studies, classrooms or science, it's art teachers and math teachers. And we even have PE teachers joining and tech coaches. So there's a place for everyone in the projects that we offer. So we'd love to meet you. And of course you can, you can tag me on Twitter. I'm Jen Williams EDU there and, and I can help point you in the right direction. And again, I'll be sure to have your social links in the show notes just to make it a little bit easier for listeners. Your point about making the goals highly visible on a school campus, um, you know, I've seen schools also leverage it in different ways where they would have student groups work together to almost do an audit to see if we're thinking about our after school activities. Does it seem like certain goals are being prioritized over others? When we think about our curriculum, doing an audit, are we having those opportunities in our learning to make connections, right? Because many of the goals, it's not like they're in a, a you know a silo and they're not necessarily impacted by what's happening with the other goals, right? There's this real interdependence. So I find schools that are doing that ongoing sustained discussion about even you know our, our teachers' professional development, doing an audit 
what what learning is happening within our professional learning communities that's going to enable us to better build awareness and better set up for action. So um, I will also, I'll grab the link to that poster in case folks are, are unsure where to find it. So thank you again so much for that reminder. Um, you know, Dr. Williams, best of luck. This is launch week. Listeners, you're listening to this right now. If you are, uh, you know, we talked about if this isn't the year, if this is the moment, um, folks can still join today. I don't, I don't know if in closing you want to talk to the, you know, we were mentioning it's very flexible. So for someone who's listening and, and is asking themselves, oh, no, is it too late? Dr. Williams, is it too late? It is not too late. The timing is perfect. So you can go to goalsproject.org. That's where you'll get to select your goal. So we have them divided out uh, with the different age levels. And then you'll join a group and your facilitators there. And then we talk to you about week one. What do you do during week one? For a lot of our students, this is the first time they're meeting the global goals. So we start there. And then we have uh, this big reveal where we talk to teachers about even physically wrap the goal in a box with wrapping paper and then put it in the center of the classroom and have them make predictions and guesses and what hopes and dreams do you have, which goal that you'll get. So uh, the first few weeks are lots of fun. And then by the end, we have this beautiful collection of, of solutions and stories. And sometimes people just end with a, just a question and that is absolutely fine too. So we'd love to meet you there and, and thank you for this opportunity to share about the work that we're doing. Well, Dr. Williams, thank you so much. Wishing you the best of luck with this year's project, uh, and we'll be sure to be watching that hashtag online. So thanks for mentioning that. Uh, happy launch week. Thank you. Talk to you all soon. Listeners, thanks again for generously giving up some of your time this week to be with us. To learn all about today's guest, head over to the show notes. Small, independent podcasts like the one you just finished listening to rely heavily on ratings and reviews. If you've got a free moment, please do that for the Be A Better Ally podcast. 